The International Criminal Court is different from other international courts in that it was established by an international treaty and not by the United Nations. The ICC has jurisdiction over 121 states, which have signed up to the Rome Treaty, and the United Nations Security Council can also oblige a state to cooperate with the court. The ICC is made up of four organs, the Presidency, the Judiciary, the Office of the Prosecutor, and the Registry, which provides logistical support to the other three parts of the court. The presidency of the ICC is responsible for the proper administration of the court. The presidency administers the, uh, the judiciary of the court. When you have an actual case, you need to select uh, judges to sit on a bench to hear the case before the court. The judges are elected by the member states. There are two routes to getting a case before the court. One is for, for the individual state, which is a party to it. To, to invite the court to, to prosecute. The other is where the Security Council of the United Nations initiates a case. In some instances, the Office of the Prosecutor can also initiate an investigation. The judiciary of the ICC consists of 18 judges that are all elected for a nine-year mandate, uh, and which cannot be renewed. The chamber strongly deprecates and the judiciary is really the core of the ICC. They are the ones who ultimately decide on anyone's guilt or innocence. You have a prosecutor of the ICC who conducts investigations, collects information, uh, and then presents this uh, information or, or evidence to the judges. They are the ones who decide whether there are actually grounds, for instance, to issue an arrest warrant. Are there actually reasonable grounds to believe that this person may be responsible? Again, it is the judges who, having heard what the prosecutor has to say, what the defendant has to say, uh, whether there are then grounds to proceed to a trial. The office of the prosecutor, in particular, has to determine whether there's a reasonable basis to proceed with an investigation. So what that means is that we do an analysis of information received at the very preliminary stage to determine three things. One, have crimes occurred which fall within the jurisdiction of the ICC? So we have to determine, do we think that crimes against humanity, genocide, war crimes have occurred? We also have to determine um, whether those crimes have been committed by an individual who belongs to a country that is party to the Rome Statute or whether those crimes have been committed on the territory of a state that is party to the Rome Statute. We do this assessment in a division of the Office of the Prosecutor called the Cooperation Division. The other two divisions of the Office of the Prosecutor are the Investigation Division and the Prosecution Division. The last prong of our preliminary examination is we have to assess whether there be national proceedings because the court will only step in if there has been a failure by national jurisdictions to genuinely prosecute international crimes. The registry deals with all of the logistical matters which make the court run smoothly. They recruit and train all the translators, as well as arranging victim protection and transport to The Hague. As the ICC does not have a police force or an army, it has to rely on the cooperation of states who have signed up to the Rome Treaty to enforce its decisions. 
In some instances, even if a state party has joined the Rome Statute, they may have um, uh, reasons why they're reluctant to fully cooperate. I think the biggest flaw in the court is the absence of any enforcement powers. Unless states want to cooperate with it, there's very little that the court can actually do to require them to do so. There are 12 individuals who are suspects uh, against whom there are allegations uh, of genocide or crimes against humanity or war crimes. 12 persons are currently still uh, either at large or have not yet been transferred to the ICC to actually face these allegations. Uh, before the ICC's judges. A very famous international judge, Antonio Cassese, once described international criminal courts as being giants without arms and legs, and the arms and legs were state cooperation. And what we haven't had is much state cooperation in relation to many of the investigations. This system of international criminal justice holds the potential to help prevent crimes against humanity, war crimes, genocide. These are crimes that can destroy communities. They can tear societies apart and it will take decades, it will take generations to try to repair the wounds. So anything you can do to prevent that is really worth the effort.